Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be sure when it hit that mark and the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels of Tiger. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined as always with Dan Garcia and a good week in Angels baseball. They yep. were playing some pretty good ball as as we're some historic ball exactly. Yep. As we're recording right now, they're in the middle of a game against the Astros, uh, the series finale of a four game series. A little, we're down early, but you know, still early in the game, so you never know what can happen. Um, a lot to talk about in this podcast. Yes, Obviously, definitely. I mean, come on, it's not. It's not uh, – let's address elephant in the room, I guess. You know, Friday night was amazing, but we'll get to that. But before we do, it's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with a Hall of Fame game August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account with the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm thinking – I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action with the, a trusted company that's been in business for years – my bookie is the place for you with an easy no hassle mobile site 24 7 customer service and bets on every sport and prop imaginable my bookie provides a fun safe betting experience maybe you think Drew Brees and the saints get their revenge on that terrible blown call from last year's nfc championship or maybe you think tom brady and the patriots win an unbelievable seventh super bowl why not make money when your prediction comes true? And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, you'll get a $50 credit. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football makes football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to mybookie.ag to sign up and use promo code ANGELS. Uh, at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So, my bookie, go check. There out. we go. Um, so yeah, let, let, I mean, we're talking about it Friday night. Obviously, it was the first game for the Angels at the Big A since the tragic passing of Tyler Skaggs, and we've talked a lot about you know Tyler Skaggs and you know the effect that he's had on everybody, and it was like, it was gonna be a it's going to be a, 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 a very emotional game to yeah. go to. Yep, exactly. Very emotional game. You you knew that going in. 
Um, we have an email question about it later, so mm. we'll get to like the pregame, postgame, kind of that stuff a little bit later in the email portion of it, and we'll just kind of talk about the game itself right now. But, yeah, there was definitely a lot going on, um, you know, surrounding that game. Yeah, so before we – I mean, let's just – let's get into the actual what happened in the game. A lot of action from the very beginning – uh, the angel. It was a opener game. Ty, uh, Taylor Cole took the yep. bump. Mm -hmm. He went two innings, no runs, obviously no hits, two strikeouts, two inning uh, opener. We talked about that as I thought, earlier in the year. We were talking about maybe the Angels going two innings with a guy. It looks like they're trying to do that now with you know with Noe Ramirez who started a few games. And especially you know Tyler Cole who's looked actually pretty good as of late going two innings. Yeah, exactly. Um when we yeah like you said with the opener you always assume it was going to be winning but they went two this time that kind of caught me off surprise because yeah, um you know you're trying to get settled in at the game and then next thing you know you look up and then Cole's still out there for a second inning which I wasn't I, I didn't expect but um you know when you have a game like that I guess you can't question anything yeah so to, uh, he he gets through two innings obviously blanks zeros and the Angels explode for seven runs in the first inning uh Trout homers um. Yeah, Mike Trout goes yard. Do you have Here's Trout. He swings the first pitch and drives one deep to left center field. Oh, oh, Halos. Boy, Mike Trout soon as he hit that baseball, looked up to the section where all the wives are tonight, including Carly Skaggs. Looked up. And what a shot that was for Trout. What an amazing, special person, Mike Trout. Smashed that baseball on the very first, first pitch, pitch he yep. sees. He never swings at the first pitch. Right, and and he, yeah, exactly. First pitch he saw, smacks it over the over the wall. And that was just kind of the beginning of the first inning, too, for, for the Angels. And it that was the crazy yeah. part. And it didn't even stop for him because he came up later in the inning and doubled home two more. Right. I mean, he already had four RBIs before the end of the first, which was absolutely crazy and, and very cool to see. Yeah, so seven runs in the first inning. They would tack on a few more. Up then goes yard in the game as well. He had a, a shot in the center field kind of later in the game. Right? Yeah, that, yeah that, that, makes the, that made the 13th run. Yeah, so looking up at the scoreboard, we were, we were in attendance and we were right by the scoreboard. Board. And I just remember looking up and I told Chris, hey, man, something's happening. Check the box score. And uh, needless to say, Pena, um, Pena went seven innings, no runs, no hits. But without Matt Theis diving play, maybe it's a different story. Crowd ball toward the hole. Matt Theis with a diving stop. Gets up. Fires to first. Got him. What a play by Theis. One down. Getting acclimated by that position at third base other than that that was probably the scariest threat of the night i think so too and and not only because of the way the ball was hit and, and thice having to dive um to his left but also because he doesn't play third base yeah. a whole lot he's yeah. he's a converted third baseman this year so the fact that he was able to um make that play and still get up and make the throw save the no hitter and and i mean you go back and any no hitter any perfect game there's always going to be that one defensive play that saves that run saves that hit that um and for this game I, I feel like that was the play that was the play where he got it done you're like thinking okay here we go and aside from a sixth inning four pitch walk they could have yeah. perfect game yep then. it was one walk away yep. it could have been a perfect game and let's let our boys mark gubiza and victor rojas, rojas. 
Take it home. Out. Yeah. And this is ground ball to second base. Red Heifel falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. On a night where the Angels honored Tyler Skaggs, every single Angel player wearing his number and name on the back of their uniforms. A no hitter tonight. Right now, he'd be saying, We're nasty. <laughs> so, just absolutely. Uh, perfect ending to a perfect night we'll get into how we felt everything, everything that was going yep. on around pre-game us, post-game everything yep. all that stuff we'll get into it later because you know we could talk and talk on that but we that could be a, that can seriously be a podcast on its own and hey you guys uh dan did an interview interview with gooby the very next day if you guys haven't listened to it already go to our any of our where you listen to podcasts it's all archived there check out the interview with mark gooby so Let's move on from that if we can. Man, right, so it was crazy. hard, yeah. Uh, move on to Saturday's game against the Mariners. This one was where uh, Matt Harvey makes his return. He went five and two-thirds, four hits, one earned run, three walks, three strikeouts. He didn't look bad in his return. Um, one thing that uh, was pretty cool that came out of after he, you know, his interview after postgame was that he kind of kept in his mind that stuff that Tyler Skaggs would tell him. Tyler Skaggs would tell him, hey, Trusting your stuff, you're still the dark knight. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool to see um, him kind of bring it back to Tyler. I mean, the biggest question coming into it was how Harvey was going to do being his first start since May 23rd. Um, he's been in the minor leagues. He went down there for a you know, injured list and then kind of kind of rehabbing back. Yeah, but the PCL is so weird that, I mean, I, I read something that the average ERA in the, in the PCL is like 5.3 or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. So – Pitching stats are kind of hard to judge when they're down there in AAA, um, not only with MLB guys, but maybe even young guys trying to come up. But, yeah, his first run since May 23rd, uh, five and two-thirds, and only giving up one run. I mean, that was huge for the Angels. Take that all the time from him. The Angels get ahead uh, first in the second on an RBI single by Pujols, followed by a Cole Calhoun solo shot. And then in the third, the Angels are piling on some more. And this one was capped off by who else? A two-run home run by Mr. Mike Trout. Trout hits one high and deep to left field. Moving back on it. Dylan Moore to the track, to the wall, gone! Big fly for Mike Trout, a two-run shot. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! They would tack on three more on a three-run home run by Albert. The game yep. would end with the Angels on a 9-2 win. Another, I mean, printing up numbers. Big numbers, yeah. And then Albert, a four RBA day, mm-hmm. something where, forget that. Um, you know, he hasn't been necessarily hitting the ball out a ton, but he's been getting guys in. And, I mean, for a guy like Albert where he is getting older and you're just kind of hoping that he can produce something, um, producing these RBIs when people are getting on base is huge. Like I said, a four RBI day. Um, and he's, getting, he's seeing doubles, which is mm-hmm. great, which, again, Helps everyone out. So, Albert kind of on a roll right now. I, You know, I like his approach at the plate. Maybe not trying to hit a home run all the time. Taking the ball to right field. It shows that he's taking what is given to him. And usually, you're, you, we're used to seeing Albert turning over, rolling over a double play, popping, getting under one, popping one up. Lately, I've, we've been, I've been seeing the outside pitch, driving it to right field. And it's what you like to see. Like you said, he's getting older. But, hey, take what's given to you, man. Do, do what Tony Gwynn made – so, Famous, yeah. Look so effortlessly. Right. Take it where the pitch is going. Pitch is going, and you're gonna find a gap ball. to gap. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a great way. And then I don't know if you mentioned it, but Angels win this one nine to two. Right now he'd be saying we're nasty. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday, the Angels were looking for the sweep. This one, was, this one, 
A little harder than yeah. the other two. <laughs> it got a little, a little dicey there. Suarez uh, took the start four and a third, seven hits, three earned runs, one walk. He had seven strikeouts. Suarez, again, struggling to get deep into games, but I think that's just a maturity thing. As he gets older, I think he'll learn how to pitch better. He'll control his, you know. Oh, his definitely. Stuff. Yeah, I, you could tell he's yeah, still he's still up. a work in progress. I mean, he has stuff, but you could tell he's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I think um, the big thing coming out of this game was Trout leaving early in the game yeah. with a, with a, a, a right calf tightness where um, he ends up missing the next handful of games. But as we record, it's now Thursday. He is in the lineup DHing. So, again, good thing it was nothing really serious. He's back in the lineup now, but – at the time when he got taken out early in the game, it was kind of one of those yeah, things dude, where what happened? where everything was going so good, you know, this is the last thing they wanted. But, um, yeah, so that that was kind of the big news, I guess, mm. from from this game. The M's would get ahead early with a run in the first, and then in the second, the M's would add an, another run on a home run. But then in the bottom half, the Halos answered back with a solo shot by Cole Cahoon. Let's not forget Cole Cahoon. He's been hot. He's been hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, he's lately. been hot. He's been, he, like like we said, when he's your fourth, mm-hmm. maybe fifth even option offensively, he could be a really good guy when it comes when he's in that spot. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily your number two or number three guy. Yeah. Um, with Trout, Otani, you know, and Pools is, is, is producing. He can, he, Simmons, Upton, you know, and then Cole. You know, he that fits him so perfectly, and he's just more depth for this lineup. For sure. Uh, the Amps would take a 3-1 lead into the fifth when the Angels would add a run on a bases loaded walk and then a sack fly by Otani would tie the game. It would be tied into the eighth when Matt Theis would hit his first major league home run, a three-run home run to put the Angels up for uh, for good, 63. Theis rips one out to right field. Santana's not going to get it. That one's off the top of the wall. First Major League Big Fly for Matt Theis. And after that, The Undertaker gets a save. Yeah, that home run was a uh, – wouldn't have been a home run two years ago, but we'll as of right it. now, yeah, exactly. When you're on a roll, you'll take it. We'll take it. So the Angels sweep Seattle in a three-game set. Heading into Monday, though, it's going to get a lot, a lot, lot harder because uh, Houston Astros coming to town. Uh, this one was this one was weird because Griffin Kenny just did not have. He looked really oh, just man. uncomfortable. Um, one and one, Ooh. one and one third, two. Hit, this one, look at his line: two, two hits, three runs isn't bad. Yeah, but then you go six, six walks, six walks, I'm six sorry. walks, four wild pitches. That was just, that was the point. I mean, the only run that he gave up on a hit was because he kind of walked everybody. The bases yeah, loaded, and, and yeah. then a wild pitch guy comes yeah. in. Um, Bregman hits, uh, uh, I believe it was a, a single, and another guy scores. And that was like the only run he gave up on an actual hit. Everything yeah. else because either you walked a guy in pitches. or in wild pitches. So it was, um, you could definitely tell something was up. He, was, he was, wasn't he was comfortable there. The weirdest thing was he got two the first two batters out on the first two pitches. On two pitches, he had two yeah, outs. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the wheels fell off. Yeah, you don't, and, and he was getting kind of squeezed a little bit by the home plate umpire. Yeah. So you don't know. If that had anything to do with it and him maybe trying now too hard, knowing that he's getting squeezed by the umpire. Um, but, yeah, he just had a really shaky um, outing this time. And this is the second time uh, he's been out there in a row where he has had a real kind of shaky um, outing out there. This is the second time after the Skaggs passing. The first one, you saw him super emotional after the fact. Um, this time, I don't know if he's – I mean, I, I don't doubt he still has it on his mind at least a little bit, but you don't know if he's taking that out to the mound with him, if that was part of it, or if it was just a command issue. You know, nothing yeah. has come out yet as far as – no one believes he's injured. No one believes that um, there's something bigger than that. So that's good news, or else I think he'd be on the IL by now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just a, the second bad outing by by, by Canning. And, and like I'm sure you know, he's a rookie, so these yeah, things are going to come. Growing pains, yeah. 
the Astros obviously scored three runs in the first. It would stay 3 nothing until the third when Simba goes big fly with a solo home run. And in the fourth, the Angels would get within one with the Albert Pujols RBI double. And in the same inning, Kevin Smith sack fly, tied it. In the fifth, the Angels would take a 6-3 lead cap by a two-run double by none other than the guy I just mentioned, Kevin Smith. Yeah, jam, shoots one out to right field, base hit. Upton will score, Pujols on his way to third, Kevin Smith on his way to second, and he is in there. Ball gets away from Altuve. Here comes Albert, trying to score, and he is safe, safe at the plate. Albert Torino's dropped it. And uh, funny play. Uh, that was kind of Albert a crazy play. the ball, man. I, I, well, not only that, but you see him trying to run from oh, home to, uh, from third to home. It hurt. I, 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 was, I was actually out of the room doing something, and all of a sudden I hear my wife just scream. I'm thinking something happened. And I, I come running into the room. What happened? What happened? Albert's trying to go home. And I'm like, oh, okay, on what? A ball getting away from the second baseman. I'm like, oh, that cannot be good. I'm like, was he? I'm, I'm like, he was out, right? No, he the, the catcher dropped the ball, so he was safe. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. And then, like you said, when you watch the replay, he picks up the ball and realizes, oh, whoops, and it kind of Still drops it like, uh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me. Funny thing, I was watching the highlights, and, you know, they, they, they play the uh, Angels announcers, and you hear the Astros announcers, and in one of the, one of the plays, not this one, uh, Albert hits a double, and it's funny that Houston Astros announcer goes, oh, uh, Albert hobbles in a second after this double. Hope he's okay, and I'm thinking in my mind, no, that's just, that's right. just Albert. That's just how he runs. He's on a good day. He runs like me. Um, it would get close. Uh, George Springer hits two home runs in this game, but the Angels hang on nine to six. Nine runs, that's perfect, especially against the Astros. Um, Undertaker gets a save. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> so taking that first game against the Astros is crucial. So heading into the second game, I'm, I feel already kind of like, okay, we took one and we lose this yeah. uh, Well, even two, yeah. this was – a four-game series, you knew yeah. coming into the series, the first two games were against, they're going to, I mean, let's be honest, the Astros back end of their rotation is absolutely decimated by injury right now. Right. So um, coming into the series, you know you're getting in two openers the first two games, and you knew if the Angels were going to win games, it was probably going to be the first two because of the fact that um, deep uh, bullpen depth-wise, it isn't necessarily the uh, Astros' strong strong point. So if you can get to them early and get to them often, you'll be, you should be all right. But um, yeah, these are definitely the first two games. Were definitely the ones to uh, take advantage of. So Heaney got the start in this one. He only went four and a thirds. He continues to struggle to get deep in the games. He gave up eight hits, uh, two runs, two walks, five strikeouts. We would love to see him get yeah. deeper, but it's just about him getting out there, and right? Taking, you know, just c- controlling his command, I guess. Yeah, we were there. Me and my wife were there because it was Otani bobblehead night, and um, you can tell he he. It was a struggle. It was one of those games where. As a pitcher, you don't have your best stuff, and you know you're going to have to grind it just to eat innings because, like the day before with the canning, only going one and a third, you you need innings out of your starting pitcher because you use oh, the yeah. bullpen. I mean, you had um, Cole the night before going three and a third, so you know he's not available right. for, to be like a long-distance guy. Kind of surprised before the game they didn't make any bullpen kind of up and down kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, you know – Haney didn't have his best stuff, but as a veteran, you can see him just working and grinding and grinding. And, and going four and a third, yeah, it's not great, but only giving up eight hits, but <laughs> limiting it to two runs against yeah. a team like this was huge, I think. Yeah. And, you know, two walks, five strikeouts, but limiting the only two runs when he's struggling like that was huge. Yeah, Angel scored six runs in the first. Uh, that helps, cap- too. What was that? That helps, too. Yeah, that helped a lot. Capped by a few guys. Capped by a hot Albert Pujols. It continues with a three-RBI double. 
And then Renjifo kind of put the icing on the cake when he hits an RBI triple to put the sixth spot up on the board. This is out to center field. Marisnik coming on. He'll dive and it gets by him. Pujols will score. Luis on his way to second. He's going to try to go to third as he stumbles a little bit. And the throw is not in time. RBI triple. So six runs right off the bat. Like you said, helps. Um, Angels kind of cruised in this one, I think, other than, you know, Heaney's struggling. But they limited the Astros to only a few runs. I guess in this game, the Angels retaliated. As Noe Ramirez. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We got an email about that too. Yeah. We'll talk about our um, reactions from that a little bit later on. Yeah, the bench is cleared, but nothing really happened. It was a baseball fight. Everyone just kind of yelled. Yeah, and, and um, they would win this game seven to two, taking the first two games of the series. So. Right now, he'd be saying we're nasty. <laughs> and moving into yesterday's game, we already got the series split. Uh, Dan texted me uh, last night, and he goes, "Don't poke the bear." And I like series split. I'm good. Yeah. But uh, I have nothing really on this game other than out, uh, Garrett Cole yep. just cooled us down. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things that. And Pena struggled. Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple things that came into the play on this game. Uh, Pena didn't have an opener. So I don't know if that had anything to do with, you know, when you get so used to doing something and all of a sudden now you're not. Yeah. Um, you know, Payne didn't have an opener. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on purpose or because of the bullpen was used so much the last couple games that you can't afford to put a guy out there that you're that you're going to burn right for the most part but yeah he goes out there four and two thirds nine hits eight earned runs uh like you said garrett cole 11 strikeouts 11 strikeouts this is the first time this season a single pitcher has has had more than 10 strikeouts against this angels team this angels team has been top of the league as far as not striking out and making contact um you know seven hits on cole is great but it, he was just so good with guys on base you know I don't think it was until about the sixth inning or seventh inning where um, they actually got a base runner past second base or two second base. So, right. again, their top guy showed why he's their top guy. And, um, you know, and obviously you have the bunch of the um, other stuff surrounding it. Osmus was suspended for this game. Right. We'll get to that. Uh, Noy was available. He's, he's appealing. But, um, yeah, just one of those games, like I said, maybe now with it being the dog days of summer, the Astros have such a big lead coming into the series maybe just kind of like okay let's get over this and you know let's go yeah. back home kind of deal and and you give them something to play for at this time of the season i feel like if you give them something extra to play for <clears throat> that's going to be dangerous because you can see this offensive production like regardless of what cole did it's still 11 runs yeah so yeah. you give them a little more extra incentive to maybe check out that sky report a little bit longer right. take that extra effort to check out you know the reports on the pitchers and all that stuff um, Garrett Cole maybe pitching a little bit harder with a little more adrenaline now. Um, yeah, it, this kind of was like the big brother saying, okay, little brother, you you know, you know had your fun. Let me show you. And then you're kind of seeing it now with this game and the game going on right now as we record it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to check the score right now. But anyway, uh, yeah, Garrett Cole just – it was funny. The announcers were like, oh, the Verlander pitched tonight before, so Angels don't have to see Verlander. I'm like, I don't even care about Verlander. We can get to him. It's Garrett Cole that worries me. I think he's the true ace of that staff. Yeah, he is now. I mean, Verlander's, Verlander's good, don't get me wrong. You but can get to him, though. You can get to him, and they showed it last time when they're mm-hmm. in uh, Houston because he, he gives up the long yeah, ball. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Cole doesn't. He doesn't give up anything because he strikes everybody out. It's unbelievable. That guy was just uh, dominating. All Garrett Cole in this Yeah, game. exactly. Um, so that's wraps it up for the week. Great, Good week for the Angels. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Game-wise, I mean, I mean, awesome. and two. You play Seattle and you sweep Seattle, but that's a team that you need to. you need to sweep. And then if you get a split with the Astros, that's fine too because of how good they are. You, as long as you beat up on the teams that you're supposed to, I think it's all good. Yeah, you're 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 good to go. So 
Let's get into the news. Obviously, you mentioned it. Noe threw at Marisnik kind of in retaliation. Uh, the suspension's placed down uh, on the Angels. Brad Ausmus gets one game. Yep. Noe gets three. three. He is appealing, so yeah. there's a good chance that comes down to two or one, depending on how the appeals process go. But uh, Ausmus had to serve it. I didn't realize that the managers cannot appeal. That's crazy. I guess because they don't belong to a union. Oh, so yeah. that's that's my understanding of it. But Osmus was suspended for the game. Um, no way's no way is appealing it. Um, you have also other news besides this is that um, Keen Milton is now in Triple A. Mm-hmm. He's working his way back. Hopefully, get back soon. Um, JC, they said today mm-hmm. that he's his next start's going to be with Inland Empire to come down here. I get to get some more work, but they are going to bring him back as a multi-inning reliever. They said today, so. Um, so his defin- his role will be a little more defined now going forward. And they say he should be activated by the beginning of August. So we'll see how that fits into the bullpen again. Just another arm um, to eat up some innings right now because that bullpen is being used quite a bit, um, especially in some of these close games. But, you know, other than that, you know, you have your transitions, people going up, Boar's now down yeah. at AAA. But um, those are the major ones. Uh, but Middleton is definitely something to keep your eye out for because hopefully he will get soon and and and, awesome. and add even more depth to that back end, the sixth, seventh, and eighth kind of spots in the uh, in the bullpen. One thing I wanted to mention about Osmus, hey, Jason, Osmus was missing from the game and the Angels lost eleven to two. Just saying, just saying. So that wraps it up for our week slash news uh, segment of the show. We're gonna get uh, head into commercial break, but before we do that, I'd like to take a second. To introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek, let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot means good deals, and a red dot means not so good deals. So use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So I was lucky enough to talk to Michael Bronkowski from the Orm Owls. Um, one of the bright spots about this age organization is now the minor league system. So we got to talking about some of the minor league players that um, some that you already know and maybe some that you should know coming up pretty soon. So here's my interview. 
Our next guest on the All Angels podcast is Michael Franskowski from the Orem Owls. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. For some of the fans that might not know who the Orem Owls, can you explain their relationship with the Angels? Uh, yeah, the Owls are the Angels Pioneer League affiliate, uh, rookie advanced affiliates. So basically the guy's first step outside of, uh, you know, Tempe or the Dominican Republic. It's uh, it's in Orem, Utah. We're about uh, 30 minutes south of Salt Lake, so we're right near the Salt Lake Bees, uh, which is kind of nice, um, especially for the organization. But, uh, yeah, we're basically the first stop for a lot of these guys in their time in the Angels organization. Yeah, and one of those guys that most recently just got drafted this year, um, Will Wilson, this year's first-round pick. He's there with you guys. How is he doing, and how is he looking in your eyes? Uh, he's he's getting better. Obviously, he had that little bit of an injury uh, in, his, in his first game. Nothing too serious, but it you know held him out for about a week, and then kind of took him a little bit to get going. Uh, obviously, the college season ended a few weeks prior to that, so he was a little bit of a layoff for him. And then he's getting into the swing of things. Uh, last night, he had two more hits. Um, he's got about five on this road trip. His power is starting to come. He's got three home runs this year. He's playing both second base and shortstop, so he's been moving uh, between there. It's been kind of him. Uh, Jeremiah Jackson, Adrian Rondon, uh, sharing time at shortstop this year. So uh, he's looked good, and I think right now he's just, he's getting comfortable. Uh, it's still early in his career, but uh, you can start to see it with the bat and also with the defense, he's getting more comfortable. Do you see a lot of difference between guys that come in there that come from college and then some that come from, like a, like a Jeremiah, Jackson, Jeremiah Jackson that came from high school, do you see a difference how when they get there, how quick they're able to, uh, you know, are, uh, produce for the team. Yeah, there, there's a little, there's a little bit of a difference in guys uh, that come straight from college. Um, like obviously, Will played at such a high level in the ACC at North Carolina State. Um, he's, you know, he's facing like, for instance, our game tonight. He's facing uh, a kid who was at Oregon State, so he's faced you know those talents already in his college career. And um, you know, high school guys going to take a little bit more. Um, sometimes maybe a high school guy will be. Uh, not always at the time, but they'll, they'll look a little maybe overpowered at first. They'll take a little bit of an adjustment. So I think the college guys coming in, providing an impact right away, depends on their their level of competition. A guy, you know, in the ACC or the SEC who comes in right away to rookie ball is going to have a little more, more success right off the bat because it's uh, kind of the level they're already playing at, maybe not fully, but near what they're, they're facing in terms of pitching in college. And, and so we kind of mentioned, too, uh... Jeremiah Jackson, how is he doing? He's a second-round pick from uh, 2018, and he's still with you guys right now. How is he doing so far? Uh, he's doing he's doing well. Um, he's leading the league in home runs uh, as of today with nine. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, six six of those nine have come in three games. So uh, wow. you know he's got three three two home run games this season. Uh, a lot of his home runs have been a dead center and to right, so it's power to all fields. And, uh, you know, just when you watch him in batting practice and, and, and hear hear the ball coming off the bat, it's a different sound. And that's what they always say when they talk about, you know, big-time player, the ball sounds different coming off the bat. Well, it's, it, it's true with, with J.J. He uh, makes different noise when he hits the ball. And uh, his defense is, is getting a lot better than where it was last year. Uh, he's been playing a lot of second base and shortstop, obviously, so – uh, he's doing well. I think as the season goes on, he's starting to progress a little more, and he's, he's been fun to watch. Yeah, I, you know, we like seeing where where we're located. We're right by the Empire Sixty Sixers, so we're about another step up from there. Um, but you see guys go through there, like like a Joe Adele, like a Brandon Marsh, like a, a Jordan Adams. 
How is that? Is it kind of bittersweet when you see guys do well and you see them moving on, knowing that you're not going to be able to, you know, watch them on a day to day basis? Uh, you know, it, you always want to, as a broadcaster, you want to, you know, you'd like to call winning games, but uh, that's that's part of the part of the business. When when your best players move up, that's what you want, and uh, I think that's that's the most exciting thing, and and at least my part of the job is to see these guys move on and and see what they do at the next level. And yeah, you know, you don't, you don't want to be here for long. You want to, you want to move up to the next level in this instance, Burlington or Inland Empire. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun to see those guys move up. And uh, we've had a few this year. We've, we've had some guys here for only a little bit, like uh, Morgan McCullough an infielder from Alabama. They drafted this year. He was only here for a couple of weeks and uh, you know, it's It's good to get the guys up and uh, move down to the next level. It's always exciting to see who comes in next from the AZL or the DSL. One of the guy that, you know, kind of got to you by a different route, not through the regular MLB draft, but through signing free agency internationally, was Deshaun Knowles. And he kind of just um, boomed onto the scene this last year. Can you talk about him a little bit? Yeah, he's an exciting talent uh, defensively and offensively. He's been playing all three positions in the outfield, mainly center. Kind of rotates off that position with Brandon White, who uh, was an outfielder of the Angels drafted this year in the 17th round of the West Virginia. But, um uh, Deshaun, uh, switch hitter, power from each side, um, hitting the ball really well uh, this season. Obviously, he has his whole career. He hasn't hit under 300 yet in his minor league career, starting in the AZL last year and then with us at the end of the year last season. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a special talent, and watching him play the outfield was fun, too. He just had two tremendous diving catches in uh, – in Missoula earlier on this road trip. So uh, he's exciting. And I think he's someone the angels are, are really going to look forward to and watching him progress as he continues to move up and got to remember, he's just 18. He was 17 when he was here last year. So still really young. Yeah. That's the crazy part when doing research and looking him up because his name's popped up on a few lists and it's realizing how young he is. And then you have, like I said earlier, you got the young influx of talent. It seems like in the angels organization with the Joe Adele's, Brandon Marsh's, Jemiah Jones, and the list goes on. Um, you know, with, with the Orem Owls, um, are you guys, because the PCL, the Salt Lake Bees, have that reputation of having the, the hitter-friendly ballpark. Is that the same thing down in your guys' league, or does it seem kind of, is it play a little bit more even? No, our, our uh, division, the South Division in the uh, Pioneer League, is very hitter-friendly. Um, our ballpark plays pretty small, too. In our last home game last week, uh, the wind was blowing out. We had four home runs. Um you know, it's just it's the altitude. You know, we've got two teams in Colorado, two teams in Utah in our division. So the South Division is more of the hitter-friendly division. And, yeah, the ball flies out here. And that's why when you're looking at guys in this league, especially pitchers, you can't take too much stock in the, in the ERA and stuff like that because there are a lot of balls that are hit out of ballparks in this league that would not leave the park at the next level. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's, um, it's very much like Salt Lake. Um, in terms of how the ball carries. Now, we talked about some of the bigger names there, the Will Wilsons, the Knowles, the Jacksons. Is there anyone there kind of catching your eye that might be flying underneath the radar that Angel fans should be looking out for in the years ahead? Yeah, there, there's there's quite a few, actually. And, um, you know, I think uh, one is Adrian Rondone. Um, obviously, the Angels trade for him back on March 27th for uh, cash considerations of the Rays. Uh, you know, he was signed for, I think, $2.95 million a couple of years ago by the Rays as a shortstop. He's been playing mainly third base, and he's been swinging a good bat. He had three hits again last night. Um, so he's a guy, I mean, yeah, he's 
has spent some time in low A in the Tampa organization, but he's still relatively young. And I think that the Angels trying to mold him to what they want, uh, he can be someone to watch out for. And on the pitching side of things, uh, guys like Emilker Guzman and Sadrick Franco, guys who can get that fastball up low mid nineties. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're smaller guys. Emilker is listed as five foot eight, but he can pump it in there. Um, he's only walked a total of, um, seven batters or excuse me, four batters in 22 and two thirds innings this year. So he's got great command. And then uh, relievers like Greg Belize, who was a 15th round pick out of Miami uh, this year, hasn't walked anyone yet. He's been lights out. And uh, Darian Williams, who the angels drafted last year um, out of Prairie View A&M in the 26th round. He was a former two-way player at Prairie View A&M and started fully as an outfielder. So he has been pitching solely that long, um, but he's been amazing. Throws four different pitches and, has 20 strikeouts and 14 innings. So just a, a few of those names. And uh, and uh, Brandon White's another one. Um, uh, trying to get the bat going a little bit, but one of the best defenders I've seen in this league in the outfield, and he was the same at West Virginia, and guy that can really uh, really fly around the bases. That's good to see that, like I said, that the fans, Angel fans, have something to look forward to with more and more uh, talent working its way through the system. So usually what we like to do, too, on our podcast, is especially when they're – first-time guests are on. We like to talk a little bit about them and how they got started. So how did you get to Orem? Uh, well, I was in uh, Burlington with the Bees for four years, um, uh, working as the director of broadcasting and media relations and did community relations there as well. That was my first job out of college. And uh, so I was there for four years. Uh, my position was uh, eliminated, and Orem had an opening. And, you know, I was been working for an Angels team for a while. I just thought that was the perfect fit. And, I uh, wanted to see this part of the country a little more, so I came out last year. I'm back for my second year this year. Um, so that's how I ended up in Orem and uh, my sixth season in minor league baseball and uh, four with Burlington and two with the Owls, so it's been all six with a Angels affiliate team. All right. Did you grow up an Angel fan? Is that what drew you to it, or just kind of once you started with the Angels, you kind of wanted to hold on to that, that, that connection? Uh, well, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I actually grew up a, a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Um, and then... Uh, I interned a year in Cedar Rapids in 2010 with the Cedar Rapids Colonels, who were then an Angels affiliate. Um, and then the job came open in Burlington. I took it. And it just kind of, it's just basically, it's been all, you know, coincidence, just staying with the Angels. And I like the people in the Angels organization. So that was kind of the big draw of coming to Orem and uh, working with uh, Angels affiliate. And uh, so I guess you can say now I, I, you know, the Angels are one of my favorite teams because it's been six years working in, a, in for an affiliate in the Angels organization. So, uh, no, I did not grow up an Angels fan, but uh, certainly consider myself one now. <laughs> and you said, you, you know, you've been the last six years in the, in the Angels organization. What's probably the best prospect you've seen play in person? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, in the last six years, I would say um, – in terms of how they did with the team I was covering, would be uh, guys like uh, Matt Price. Um, he, when he came to Burlington, he was phenomenal. And it was two months there at the end of the year and almost led the team to the playoffs in the second half. So I would say guys like Matt Price. Also, um, I got to see Jared Walsh for a whole season. And, and Jared, Jared was interesting because he didn't have a home run until, I think, July. And then he hit eight in the last two months. Um, and then he kind of took off from there. So I would say Jared Walsh in that, too, just because he was so fun to watch. I remember a game where Jared uh, 
picked up a win on the mound and drove in a run in the game. And uh, that was before, you know, he was considered a two-way player. It was a, That's it was a long extra innings game. So, uh, yeah, but Matt Dice certainly uh, was really good. I remember Sean Newcomb, uh, when he came up, struggled a little bit, and then he came back to Burlington my second year and dominated his month here, and, and they and they promoted him. So, yeah, guys like that, it's been, it's been fun to watch. Now, what we'd like to do, too, is, is give you some kind of – uh, baseball phrases and, and just kind of the first thing that pops into your mind. So the first one I'm going to say okay. is bat flip. Bat flip. Uh, I'm going to go Tim Anderson. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, like, a, a really like good one. Play. Yeah, that's a really good one. The shift. The shift, I think of the Houston Astros because I think they kind of brought that into baseball uh, more prevalently than is than uh, it was before. I remember the Angels minor league teams were doing it quite, or the Astros minor league teams were doing it quite heavily uh, uh, back um, in 2015. So I'm going to say the Houston Astros because they kind of brought that shift in, and I think uh, now it's now it's everywhere because of them. The opener. Ooh, the opener. Uh, I'm going to think of the Tampa Bay Rays, and also I think of now the Angels because the Angels. Uh, doing it quite a bit with you know guys like Ramirez and uh, and Taylor Cole the other night. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna say the Rays and the Angels. Launch angle. Launch angle. Mm. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, so now now it's so prevalent. I don't know uh, yeah. who who would who would bring that up, but. Uh, I think it just, just the Angels pops to my mind because that's when I first heard it. But obviously, that's the only organization I've been kind of affiliated with. So, but when Sabermetrics and, and TrackMan came into the game, uh, that's when I started hearing about launch angles. So I'm gonna say TrackMan. If, if you were playing today, what would be your walk-up song? Uh, my walk-up song today would probably be. Oh, probably a Taking Back Sunday song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so thank you so much for your time talking prospect. Where and I saw the reason why I reached out to you, I saw that you guys also started a pro, uh, a podcast too. So um, tell the people about what that podcast is and and where they could uh, find it. Yeah, um, some of our interns who are um, actually really knowledgeable uh, about about the game and have done. Uh, broadcast work before have started a, um, a podcast and I think it's going to be maybe uh, weekly. I know they just did their first episode not too long ago and it was actually really fun to be on. So uh, you can find that at the Owls Twitter at Owls. They'll uh, tweet that out. Uh, it's called Owls Nest and it's also on um, SoundCloud. If you search Owls, it's on there. So uh, they do a great job. Give them a listen. Now they're going to have some players on there and stuff throughout the rest of the season. Then where where can they follow you on Twitter? I think you can follow me at Twitter at M P Brosco. Um, just uh, you know, just some initials and half of my long first name. So <laughs> M P Brosco at Twitter. So awesome! Thank you very much for for taking your time out and talking with the All Angels podcast. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. And we are back, man. Uh... We gotta thank him for for his time. Obviously, Mike Bron- Bronkowski. Yeah, Bronkowski. Don't worry. I asked him how to say it right before we went on the air because I'm like, I really don't want to jack up your name, man. Yeah, man, it sucks. You know, you got a guy. Oh God, our first big interview, I guess, was with Jemai Jones and the our friend 
a photographer said his name is Jemiah. Yeah. So I was saying Jemiah. And, and, guess, the, and, and guess who said it? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the interview, he goes, oh, my name's Jemiah, by the way. I'm like, dude, oh, I had it yeah. right. I was told it was yeah, Jemiah. And that's why I always ask people, hey, so how, especially first time, how do I say your name? It could be like Smith. I'm like, it's Smith, right? Just, just to make sure. Smith, Smith. Smith yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so. to make sure. So uh, moving on from that, our next segment of the show, a segment we always have on our show, the curator. Oh, oh yeah, he's not here. Womp, Again, womp, he big times us. The curator is not here, but it's okay. We do have another weekly segment in the show. It's a poll question. Daniel, take it away. Man. Yeah, so again, for everyone that doesn't know, should know by now, we have a weekly poll question on our Twitter, um, Halo underscore Haven. Um, we post it every Monday before the podcast, and it just kind of gets uh, a question out there about what's going on right now. So this week... Um, question is now with the all-star game pass, the next big event in MLB is a trade deadline. What do you think the angels will do? Um, it was easy buy, sell, or just stay. Um, 58% said stay 38% said buy and only 4% said sell. So where do you, where do you put yourself in this situation? I put myself in the stay category only because they're still kind of in it. They've been hot. Um, they're that team that's going to hover. I've been saying it all year, hover around that 500 mark, keep themselves competitive. But at the same token, I don't think the Angels have enough to give a competing team or competing team uh, unless they really need another outfielder or unless they, they need to. The Angels don't have pieces to trade. The Angels don't, aren't going to trade away the farm. They shouldn't. Um, and in the major league uh, talent they have right now, is, isn't anything that anybody's really going to need. Unless, you know, someone reaches out and says, hey, man, uh, we'll take maybe, um, I don't know, Brian Goodwin off your hands or something like that, you know, but that's yeah. a far stretch. Yeah, I said stay too. And kind of the same way you, you, you're you talking, um, if they do make a deal, it's going to be like a, a, a minor deal. It's going to be a, you know, a, a trade, but it's going to be for a player that's probably not in a, a team's top 15 prospect wise so it's mm. going to be kind of a long shot prospect yeah um, i don't see him making any huge deals the big one everyone wants to talk about is cole calhoun i don't think he's going to go anywhere just because so. um they need to kind of hold the team where it is right now because they can make a run for this for this series or for this uh, month um obviously they're playing the astros right now not going great but after that you're going to play against uh seattle again you're going to play against L.A., so two-game series, so we'll see how that is. Um, but then you're going to play against Detroit, and you're going to play against Baltimore, two teams that theoretically you can't sweep. And so everyone's going to be saying bye, 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 which makes sense until you start looking at an August schedule. And remember, this year there's only one trade deadline, so yeah. you, so there's not anything you could do later. But in the month of August, you're going to, you play Oakland a ton, you play the Astros a ton, you play Boston, you play New York. You have a, The Angels have a really, really hard – August schedule, and I don't know if you trade um, a piece, especially a prospect piece, nah. for 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 someone that you that could be a rental f when you have a super hard schedule in the month of August, and it can bring the Angels back down to yeah. five hundred. Yeah. You know, you kind of hope with them playing Baltimore and them playing Detroit that they're able to kind of get ahead of it, and then when they play in august kind of maintain and, and right. maybe play 500 in the month of august because look at the schedule the schedule is super hard for the angels in august yeah you also got to look at the big picture too guys like i mean you're going to trade away something the angels aren't going to trade away a top prospect on just so that they can make the second wild card you know the, the angels aren't let's be honest the angels aren't a contending world championship team 
that's one little piece away, you know, um, they're not, they're not, I mean, you got to look at the big picture and it's just not going to happen. They're not going to go out and get, be buyers at the three and they're not, and obviously they're not going to sell. I think they just stay pat. Yeah. They stay pat, make a run with what you got. Um, they might get a little bit of help in, in, like like I said, like a small trade, maybe a, a, a second, third level player for a, an expiring contract reliever just give more depth but i i mean big splash wise i don't think no. you'll see any kind of um big splash or anything any kind of big name because you know if you want to get Cole, you're gonna have to kind of still save that money and not get it caught up in these big contracts and you want to want a team to build around cole and, and uh garrett cole and, and trout and otani these guys that are coming and and if you start selling all your pieces you're not going to be able to have that piece um those those names you know down the line yeah all right, so that wraps it up for the poll question. Let's get right into the emails and the questions that we have on Instagram Live. I'll touch on this one first. This is from Ken Thompson. He says, finally, uh, first time in five-plus years that we don't have to read or hear analysts say we need to trade Mike Trout to maximize value, perhaps my favorite part of the extension. Take care, guys. Yeah, Isn't exactly. It? Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. There's no trade talk or anything like that. Oh, around this you time. know he's going to the Yankees. Oh, you right. know he's going so to the Phillies. That's that's it a is, good thing. It yep. is. It is actually kind of. Re- I didn't really think relaxing. About it much, yeah, you yeah, don't have to worry about it. Yep. I hate seeing those stupid, you know, um, not memes, but Photoshop images of, of Mike Trout in a Phillies uniform or in, or in a, the Dodgers one really pissed me off. Um, but you know, and then ugh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. So then, too, we got to, uh, before we go to the next email, we have one on Instagram from Matthew underscore Marcheus05. Do you think he, uh, Harvey will get another start this year? I kind of think they do just because they need yeah. they need pitchers. He didn't do bad in his last He didn't start. do, yeah, he's, that's the thing with Harvey. So, and, and you got to look, too, is the Astros. Astros, the make, Astros. Astros make a lot of pitchers look dumb. Yeah. Um, but, again, with, with the untimely death of Tyler Skaggs, yeah, there, is, there is another yeah. – spot that needs to be filled now whether he goes every fifth or maybe they bounce him back and he goes every sixth or seventh kind of deal um but i don't think this is the last time you see him just because you need pitchers you need pitchers now kind of more so than ever so he'll i think he'll be out there i think he'll have another uh chance to to be out there and and maybe they maybe they do matchup wise maybe when it's a struggling team they put him out i don't know but um it'll be hard for me to see him not not contribute anymore just because you you need him you need him for uh for innings did you want to get into the the next question or or you want to save that one for um we'll we'll save it yeah we'll save it for the end we'll save it for the end that's cool so we'll skip that one go to the next one um this one comes from edward viscaino he said aside from last night the halos have been looking real good uh what do you guys attribute that to playing for tighter scabs perhaps I think it's a little bit of everything, kind of like we were saying. It's part of the teams they're playing. I mean, it. The let's be, let's be honest. The Mariners make a lot of teams look good. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of coming back from break, having your feet underneath you, having the emotional kind of you know you want to win it for Tyler. You want to make this season special. Um, it's 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 a little bit. I mean, like I said, it's a little bit of everything, but. Like I said, August is going to be the true test when you start playing really these really hard teams. So you kind of hope it it, it keeps on going, but yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think it's a little bit of both too. Obviously, they they have a momentum once they started winning to say, hey, let's, let's band together. Um, but a lot of it too is getting healthy, having having a full lineup. You know, having Simba up then, a uh, Trout in your lineup at the same time. I see Trout miss a few games, and Simba still kind of getting his feet under him. But um, it's just clicking having everyone available to you and goodwin just came back the other night and he had a pretty good game so you know he, he's able to spell 
uh, Mike Trout in the outfield and stuff like that. I think it's a little bit of everything. We're getting into those days where guys are going healthy. Right. See it, see it develop, and it's exactly, a good offensive yeah. team. Yep. We, right. we, we talked about that too. Even coming into the season, that the offense was going to be the the thing that carries this team, and now it does seem like they're all clicking. And once you know Trout comes back fully healthy, you have Otani, Upton, um, Pujols. If he keeps doing what he's doing, as far as um, getting doubles, getting RBIs. Uh, that helps, but yeah, it, it, I think it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of winning it for Tyler. It's, yeah. it's the schedule. It's it's um, coming back. So I don't think it's one thing or the other that that's putting this run um, together. No excuse tonight. I mean, it's dog days of summer. The excuse they, is that the Astros are really good, and yeah. if for two seconds, if you didn't think they weren't, you're kidding we're, yourself. Yeah, and we weren't going to sweep them. And you know, just to get a series sweep from a team that's I've said it all year long. Angels are a 500 team. I'm taking the series. This yeah, series if you can, all if, day, if dude. you can sweep teams like Seattle and split with yeah. teams like Houston, you you can yeah, you really. you can make a serious run. You're not going to come in here. Uh, I mean, uh, now you're not going to sweep the no, Astros. Like, no, and if no. you think that, then that's great. But realistically, the be, team is really real. really good. Yeah, and you have to be able to respect them for that. And, and they are a really good team. Now, what gets me is I get angry when. You know, we lose to teams we shouldn't lose to. You know, you blow a five right. against you, a Baltimore Orioles. And right. Get pissed. You you win three against yeah. Um, Seattle. Yeah, that's what you want. It's it's the losing two out of three is yeah. what really will will get uh, you in that hole. That's what I cannot stand. Okay, so here we go. Dun dun dun. This is from Trevor Billings. He says, "Hello. So, what do you guys think about the entire Marisnik thing and the suspensions of Noe and Awesome? It's too much about nothing." We also have on Twitter they mentioned. Uh, at halos and caps or halos and whoops clips uh do you think the no way pitch was on purpose kind of tying it all in together so if you don't know what we're talking about i don't know where the hell you've been but this kind of goes back from pre all-star break the the game before the all-star break marisa comes home runs over lucroy lucroy ends up with a concussion broken nose there's a bunch of controversy (laughs) with that and then if you want to go back i think it was two podcasts ago you can get our thoughts about that um fact of the matter is marisa got two game suspension appealing so he's still able to play no way on the game tuesday night goes up and in up i mean you can't dispute that it was up and in um it hits marizic right where the right where the m is on his back yeah um you know again benches actually it was actually pretty marizic to his to his um you know giving him credit um, he wore it, didn't chirp, didn't no. say anything back. He, he put his head down, went yeah. to first. Yeah. Everything seemed chill. Everything was like, okay, cool, it's over. Um, the Astros bench said something, said a phrase, something that made Albert snap. Because mm-hmm. if you watch the you if you watch the Fox Sports West telecast of it, it it's it's kind of crazy because Marisnik and Pujols had both turned at the same time because something was said, and that's when Pujols started going at it. And again, to Marisnik's uh, credit. He, you see him saying, "No, stop! Cut it out! Stop! Stop! Stop!" He's trying to, he's trying to squash it, and mm-hmm. it was, you know, a couple pitchers. I think it was Verlander and McCullers that were kind of going off on it. Um, but again, too, they start talking. Bench is empty. Everyone just kind of stands around. The bullpen, which I never understood, why do the bullpen run in? So stupid. And if you're gonna fight, why would they run all the way to the infield and start fighting? Why don't they start fighting in the bullpen? Yeah. I, so again, yeah. baseball fight happened. Um, but you know, I, I, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's retaliation. MLB didn't like that. No way got three game suspension. Osmus got one, served it already, so he's done. No way is appealing the suspension. So we'll see what it is. So let me ask you, 
before we say if the suspension was too much or not enough, do you think the pitch was per- was on purpose? Um, probably so. But hey, whatever. I mean, kind of had to expect it. Right? Yeah, and and MLB again. Everyone's kind of talk about this was how does Marizan get two and no way get three. So, what are your thoughts about that? Again, it is what it is. People get so bent out of shape about. It. Oh, he got more. He should have gotten more, and all this. Uh, you know what? We can't control it. What? Are, what are we getting? What are we mad about? A play at the plate that he had a split second to decide what choosing to go left or right, and then the whole suspension. I get it. I get when people say, "Oh, you know, Luke Croy's got a broken nose, and and he's out games." Marez just wore one in the back. I I get I get the whole how come he got let, but at the same time, I'm also in the boat where we can't do anything about it. It is what it is. It's only three games. Um, he's a reliever, so he can use the rest, to be honest with you. No, he can use the rest. Um, as far as Mareznik, again, um, I met Mareznik more than a few times. Him from being from Riverside, his, I used to work with his dad, actually. And Mareznik is a, like, 17-year-old kid. Great kid. A, still a great guy. From all reports, he's a really good guy. So, again, like, it's just like, he's a play at the plate. He got suspended. He's gonna make. He's gonna serve a suspension. No, he getting three games. I guess it's. Uh, if you and, and, it, I guess and, a little and, harsh, but whatever. What are you gonna and do? And realistically, he'll probably get appeal down to two. Yeah. But it, it's kind of one of those things where you always the second guy always gets caught. MLB had his punishment. Whether or not you were you agree with it or not, MLB is not here for. Okay, we punish the guy, so you don't need to do it. So again, it's kind of like yeah. when your kids and your mom punishes your brother, and then you still. You know, do something. Well, of course, she's going to be pissed off at you because, no, I handled the discipline. So when the Angels take it into their own hands, that's why they got kind of pissed off at No Way. And it was up and in like, it, I mean, it hit them in the back up by the by the by the name. So obviously, you, if you're going to do it and kind of what uh, A.J. Hint said at the game, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right in the butt, in the butt yeah. lower back, thigh, somewhere like that. It but probably just got away. From it him. got him away. But, you know, you can't. The MLB cannot take that into consideration. I mean, they can, but it's, it, it, it looks bad if they don't do anything. Yeah, they, and, and If they don't suspend him three games, someone else is going to do it later. Right. He and got, then, he got it, made the point of, like, right. he's the one that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the whole Marisnik-Angels thing, I mean, he got booed, and he got torched Tuesday. Again, I was at the game Tuesday, so he just absolutely got torched on it. So um, I don't think it was purpose, but I think when something like this is going on and the situation around is going on, you have to discipline the pitcher um, you know, for what had happened. And, and I think it was fine. Three games for relievers. Again, probably going to get put down to two. It, it's not going to hurt the team because, he, you know, he doesn't really pitch back-to-back days, but the only part it will hurt is no ways his wallet because, again, these guys get paid per per day or per game. So, again, if he misses two games, misses two pay, pay, pay periods, paychecks. So that's a hard part. Um, before we get into uh, Friday, um do you think Leak will get rocked tomorrow? I hope so. I mean, playing in Seattle, they need to do put some kind of um, streak back together again after the this two with Houston, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's something. Uh, we'll see. He's not a bad pitcher either. He just had a bad game that day. Um, all right, let's get into the next, last email. It comes from Duncan Healy, Dead Horse Alaska. Shout out. He said, hey there, guys. Great interview with Gooby Daniel. I know this topic has been talked about a lot, but how was it, how was it to be in attendance for that entire game, was there a different vibe, and how did you, the heck did you guys keep your emotions in check? 
So I was. Well, I didn't. Yeah, neither <laughs> did I. Neither did I and Chris. So we'll be honest with you. Um, uh, we weren't with Dan at the very beginning. At the very beginning, during the um, we during got the there. Dude. Chris and I. When I say we, it's Chris and I. We got there right when they were playing "Calling All Angels." Right, and so yeah. so people that don't know, um, the tribute happened right before the game. Yeah. Um, coming into the game. Maybe a couple hours before the game started, it was announced that all, all the players and everyone will be wearing 45 Skaggs jerseys on the Angels, Amazing. which was which was awesome. Um, then it comes out that his family is going to be in attendance. Great. That's I mean, you want that you want to see that and again. This is the first game back from the All Star break, and it's the first game back after uh, Skaggs' death. So you want to see you know fans there. You want to see the support and everything like that. So before the game actually starts, calling all Angels comes on as traditionally it does. Um, the difference is now that there's a Skaggs moment in the end, and and that was the point where it was, um, it gave me chills, it gave me goosebumps, and it still does. Like I saved that part on my phone, and, and it and, um, and I and I just it, it it gives me goosebumps every single time I see it. Um, they did that. They did a 45 second moment of silence. They did a tribute video. You know, all this stuff just gets you so emotional. And me being, again, he went with Chris. We met up later, but at the beginning when this is happening, I'm with my wife. Um, you hold your wife, you hold your loved ones a little bit closer after something like this because n- nothing's guaranteed now. Um, Debbie Skaggs comes. Well, I don't think her last name is Skaggs anymore. But they Debbie, didn't her that. Yeah, but. Um, she changed her name. Yeah, she got. She, yeah, yeah she, she's been remarried. Um, yeah. But um, she comes out um, and everyone is there. I mean, Carly was there. Uh, her uh, his step uh, stepdad, stepdad was brother. there. Her brother were there, um, and again too, they get hugs from these players. There's a plaque out with his jersey on. Um, Debbie comes up and and throws an absolutely dart to Haney for the first pitch of the game, and the crowd goes crazy when that happens. Um, so I mean, that's kind of pregame. It's just you you were emotional i don't know how these players held it together for that for at that time i mean it was crazy it was crazy because we got there right when it was happening and so they played the other play we didn't know that they were chris and i didn't know that they were gonna wear 45 and have their name so our first glimpse of the guys was when they came out to line up and we saw skags 45 across their backs and chris and i both looked at each other and kind of you could tell that we were kind of it it took us and um and then just that video that they played for him, um, and the, when the trumpet player came out, mm-hmm. oh my god, yeah, um, it was bad. It was it we was shed some tears. I mean, uh, yeah, you say emotions and checked. I don't think we were we, able we to. We, yeah. we, I didn't. There was. I looked around. I saw Chris getting emotional, and I was already trying to hold back. I'm like, screwed. I'm not holding it back. And uh, man, and I then, didn't know. No, and then when 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 Debbie came out, man, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Look at. Um, when she came out, I saw her, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" She threw out the first pitch, and when she threw it, and she like pointed to the sky, and oh my gosh, dude, I, I, I just, I couldn't, man, I couldn't. So we, everybody in there, and you know what? From that moment, I did feel an eerie calmness to the stadium. I don't know if you felt that too. It just felt. It felt different. It, it felt, felt different, different, but I don't think it was like, oh, something special is going to happen tonight. It was just one of those things where you hope the guys can, are still able to perform the best they can because emotions are running high. I mean, I don't know how it's not. The family's there. The family's walking through the dugout before the game, um, you know, and, and, and then the game starts. And then you have a game that still has to be played, even though after all this emotional stuff, it still has to be played. Um, you know, again, uh, Tyler Cole comes out, boom, 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 one, two, three, great. All right, awesome. Um, 
And then Trout comes up with his first at bat, like we said earlier, talking about first pitch he sees, home run. But the fact that he was he and you saw it, he looked up to the suite where the family was at and just looked and stared. And it was kind of like a moment where that's for Tyler. Yeah. I, I, that's for Tyler. That's for you guys. And from that point on, I was like, okay. And when they scored seven the first inning, great. I was like, they can play more relaxed now. They can play free. They can play um, not worried about messing up this great tribute with, with a loss. Now they can play more free. And, and I think that showed throughout the game. These guys are more free, more able to relax, especially pitching-wise. Um, no hitters going. Um, so, again, no hitters going on, and you kind of feel like what – you know, this thing is coming up, coming up, coming up. Maybe around the seventh inning, I kind of will start looking around. I was thinking, like, oh, crap, they can actually do something here. You know, like, you kind of figure, like, this is rolling. This is rolling. This is rolling. And so um, it, it was just the game itself was, was insane. It was, it was emotional up, emotional down. Um, you know, it, it was the game itself was, was a fun game. It was a crazy game. Um, it was about the seventh inning, sixth inning. It was the bottom of the sixth, right in the middle of the sixth, and Chris goes, "Hey, we should let's walk around. Let's go to the Rifle Pavilion." I'm like, "Cool, let's just watch the Angels finish batting. We'll walk up there." And so the Angels finish batting, and the new inning, top of the seventh, started. And I look up, and I look at the box score, and I told Chris, "Chris, look up at the look at the box score. Something's happening." Oh yeah, 13 runs. That's crazy. No, no, no. Look at the box score. Oh, we left seven on. Man, we should have scored some more. No. Look at the box score. I think he was trying to avoid it. He's like, what? No, he really didn't know. And then he goes, um, then I go, look at the Mariners box score. And he looks, he goes, okay. He goes, oh, crap. He's like, yeah, we're not moving. We're staying right here. <laughs> and if, if you guys listen to the, the podcast before this one, I talked to Gooby. Again, it was the day right after it happened. It was Saturday, um, like afternoon, like 1 o'clock. Um, he had a friend there at the, at the game. And he, the guy had you know pretty good seats, but Gooby texts him, "Hey, um, you want to come? Press box. Come to the press box, check it out." And he's all, "No, I can't move. I'm sitting right here." And so same thing, he didn't want to move. He didn't want to go anywhere. He was, um, he was there. I, I'm not going to mess up any kind of juju. So again, um, the final out happens. I mean, you go. You talk about going from a game where at the beginning of it, you're somber, you're sad. Um, to the end of it where you're li- we're literally running around high-fiving these guys that were just kind of chilling by us mm-hmm. and and anyone that was around is high-fiving them because we realized what happened you realize what was going on and, and the importance of it and i i talked to you i think it was in the ninth inning i'm like hey if they close this out what's the team going to do because we were talking about it'd be cool and if you remember the aiden hart mm-hmm. tribute after that that first game back they went to where the where the picture was and skag's picture is right there now too mm-hmm. And there was a kind of a team picture in front of it. Mm. And you're like, oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so awesome. Um, they get the final out. They kind of go back toward the dugout and do like, you know, like high five hugs and everything. Mm. That. And you, you kind of feel that they are um, going back like, OK, that was a regular game. And then come out, come out, you know, uh, the next day. I think they said it was one of the hitting coaches that said, hey, you know, let's go put our jerseys on the mound. And then sure enough, every single Player on that team, coach on that team, comes out to to the mound, puts their Skaggs jersey on the mound, um, for like the last tribute, and and to me that was awesome. I liked. I, I would have been fine if they did the whole photo thing like they did with Aiden Hart, but the fact they made it different, mm-hmm. it had Tyler's own thing. 
I think made it even better. So um, oh, again, it was it was awesome. If you guys amazing. weren't there, I hope you're able to watch it because it, it was unbelievable. It was, it was a night as an Angels fan, at least in person. That was the I mean, oh, even, yeah. even, that's probably the best game I've ever seen. Period. With everything going on, just yeah, just everything that had happened, the coincidences that we'll get into uh, right now. Yeah. Um, I've been to Game Six. I was Game Five of the ALCS when the when Adam Kennedy hit three home runs. I was at Game Six of the World Series when they just made the comeback, and those were all great and everything. But this one just seems so special because it's so unbelievable what happened. Like first game back with his his family there he was a pitcher and they pitched a no hitter dude that is amazing man it's unbelievable so we'll get into some of the coincidences right now Ugh. all right so obviously seven innings in the first or seven runs in the first inning 13 overall tyler skagg's birthday 7 13 and trout pointed that out in the post game <clears throat> and i didn't even realize that um then you have this is the 11th no hitter by the angels organization this is Tyler wore 11 in high school. And his brother was wearing the jersey with before. 11 on it yeah. before the game. Trout's home run in the first, 454 feet. Again, that's 45 frontwards and backwards. There was a little bit of symmetry there. Yeah. So, again, and that's not it. This is the first combined no-hitter in the state of California since 713-91, the exact day um, Tyler was born. So, again, very <laughs> eerie, very odd, very crazy crazy and i mean and, and if you are on twitter if you're on instagram if what are the odds? you you saw this absolutely blow up i mean everyone was meant i mean it was all over the place to get this no hitter to the numbers that match up the way it is and and and, and d gordon came out later and was this i'm not saying anything i'm not saying you should or shouldn't believe in god but if you do this is why yeah or, and this is kind of proves it you know um how that, can he? How can Tyler have not been there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just no way. It's, it's this. Is, it's crazy. Yeah, it was an absolute crazy game. It, nice. Again, I, I I talked to some friends afterwards on the way home. Um, Adam Rank, we've had him on a couple. Uh, we had him on a, um, on here. A, a, a close friend of Tyler, I messaged him and said, "Hey, I hope you're able to watch the game." He's like, "Yeah, I still can't believe it." I'm like, I went from <laughs> holding my wife, crying at the beginning, to running around high fiving every single person I can get my hand up for. Um, and one, it was, it almost, it honestly, because of the emotional up and down, it almost felt like a two, a two, two, two different games. Yeah. It almost felt like two totally di two different games, two different experiences. Um, but I just, I just, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe what, as angel fans, we were experiencing, um, that night at angel stadium. I was so glad that we were able to go and, and, and yeah. be there for it. Because yeah. like I said, um, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. Is is sums it all up. You, you couldn't write it any better, man. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, uh, there, uh, uh, Duncan, it was an amazing night. And we didn't keep our emotions in check. And we did not keep our emotions in check. So uh, it was a great time again. Um, never, never, ever in my life forget this that day and uh, just the way they uh, honored. Tyler and leaving the jerseys on the mound the was, fans was too, unbelievable. With their signs and their pictures and yeah, was, everyone seemed like we were one big happy family and you know all that. Mariners and then the, that were there were great too. So even before the game and after the game, I went to, I went to a boat. This is my first time seeing the memorial sir, memorial yeah, mound. Mm. Um, I saw it before, I saw it after, and yeah. to see fans there taking pictures, putting stuff down, I, it was it was awesome. It was cool. It was awesome. It was mm. something that I definitely won't forget, but it was something that. 
he could tell me so much more to more people. And right. that was, that was, that was awesome. Um, before we go, before we end this, um, talking about Skaggs and, and kind of what he meant to the, um, angels organization and to the fans. Um, it came out Tuesday, I get right before the game. Um, Debbie Skaggs, Tyler's mom, um, tweeted out that there is now a, um, they started, they just started a Tyler Skaggs baseball foundation and they asked fans in lieu of, um, and this is her, I'm, I'm, I'm reading her tweet right now in lieu of flowers, memorial contributions may be made in memory of Tyler to the Tyler Skaggs baseball foundation. And it gives you a, um, uh, a web address and it goes to Tyler Skaggs baseball foundation.org. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, it's a retweet from a couple, um, again, from, from Tuesday. So you have to scroll down a little bit. It's also a um, post on our Instagram. So if you are on either one of them, um, check it out, donate. Um, I did already. Cause I, it, you know, I'm, I'm glad that these, um, this is something that they're doing. And, and, and if you guys don't know what this is for, you click on it. Um, it gives you kind of what they, um, are looking to do and, and it's very easy they're inspiring leadership confidence and teamwork through youth and community programs you know tyler was a big um a big contributor to the to the community whether it was chalk whether it was boys and girls club he was always around the youth and he made a big um impression on the youth so again um if you have a couple extra bucks again it doesn't have to be huge it can be you know five bucks whatever um but you go to the website again it's tyler skaggs baseball foundation.org um, is a donate button. They ask, you know, and, 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 and before you want, before you donate, if you want to read their mission and what they want to do and, and, you know, and, and what they're planning to do, it, it's great. And if you want to try to make a difference, um, I suggest doing it that way. Donate to the foundation directly. It's legit. I did it. Um, some people hit me up and ask me, is this a legit thing? I'm like, yeah, the family tweeted it out. The family posted it. So it's super legit. Um, but definitely, if, if you're looking to do something in name of Tyler, this is definitely something to look into. Yeah, so check it out, guys. So other than that, follow us on our uh, Twitter um, at Halo underscore Haven. Same on Instagram. Graham, yep. Um, catch us on you know wherever you can listen to your podcast, pretty much. Uh, iTunes podcast, Google Play, uh, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Um, again, any questions, comments, or concerns for our show, you can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, I am Johnny Mags. I'm Dan Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. 